We're all right. We're recording. All right. <laughs> first cool. first podcast of the new year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year to you guys too. <laughs> hey, who's this guy? Where did he come from? Oh, yeah. There's a third voice. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought about Happy where I where I was gonna go immediately. Oh, that's what it was. I was gonna say, um, I'm gonna drive this podcast. Mm. And uh, Corey is going to pop in occasionally. Um, okay. Happy New Year. Yeah, <laughs> just with Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All good. right. So, um, yeah, welcome, Michael Sully Sullivan. And since this is your second time on the podcast, you're now a regular, uh, regular con- contributor. Yeah, we need music for that. Sully, um, do it. Make up, make something up. You always, you always do this to me. It, it, it is weird. I feel like I'm usually relatively quick on my feet to think about something, but that there's like not that one. It's like deer in headlights. Like yeah. Maybe it's apropos since we're doing the Psalms that like silence and solitude. We don't need a beat for this one. There we're just providing a, a that quiet or space for if I had a harp. <laughs> yeah. This the rest of this podcast is going to get so much more serious. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> respectful and yeah totally. okay yeah everybody feels the need to lower their voice when they do that Talk quietly, <laughs> closer to the it's mic. like when you ask somebody to pray and then and they have a prayer voice and then they have a normal voice like i have to come to jesus with my prayer voice. i, I found out that apparently i have a podcast voice oh was, really yeah i was, I was oh, talking right. with someone and and i was like saying something about hey brian and i were doing this on the podcast and like oh are you the other person on the podcast i'm like yeah it's like you sound totally different and <laughs> and i had to stop and think if that was a compliment or not and i don't think it was. No, 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 no. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. In our age of authenticity, having a podcast voice is a demerit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a exactly. Demerit. Apparently. A demerit. It's been a long time since I heard that word. <laughs> All right. We are welcoming Sully because we are launching a new uh, prayer guide series this year. So first Tuesday of every month. This is what we're aiming for. Let me Let me say it that way. Just in case something happens right. and the Lord leads us differently, I'm going to say our aim, our hope, our dream is that the first Tuesday of each month will be a prayer guide that is written by Sully and maybe your community somehow, like what's coming out of that. So a little context, a little background. Uh, the Kansas City Underground is committed to prayer and fasting on Tuesdays for the last really three and a half, four years. Yeah. Um, and we produce these prayer guides. We've missed very few along the way. There have been moments where we go, should we take a break from this? And we're like, nope. No, this is the one corporate thing that we can do that really pulls everybody together to pray, commits our hearts together. So like other times we're saying, absolutely be about fasting and prayer, but we're all fasting and praying about our own things. But this is one day where we can take all of those little flashlights, point the beam together, and make a laser with it. Um, And several other communities actually over the last year, so 2022, have said, hey, we're praying with you. Um, Can we use your prayer guides? Can we push them to our communities? Um, And I don't know how deep that goes for uh, Emmaus and Worcester and your family there and just outside of Boston, It just didn't sound the same when you said it. Because it's because I'm Southern. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sully, can you say the name of your, your town? Worcester. <laughs> so much better. It sounds real now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess you had sent me an email and said, hey, you know, can we use one of these or something? And it's like, absolutely. 
And then I turned the email around and said, how about you start writing for us? <laughs> <laughs> because we, we are uh, looking a very generous invite. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're looking for that as well. So I don't know. I'm putting it out there by faith now. If, if you're a person that's like deeply in love with writing and in that soul care vein and you want to help us write these, man, email Corey. At, <laughs> you knew it was coming to yeah, you. Is, Email Brian at KCUnderground.org. It'll actually be read if you email it to Brian. Uh, but Sully accepted that invite, spent some time in prayer on it, and felt prompted to go around uh, writing this first Tuesday of the month prayer guide around the Psalms. So why don't I stop talking? Why don't you tell a little bit of the story from your angle? Well, I think, um, yeah, it was generous not only for the Casey Underground to um, allow us to participate and not only provide an example for us in terms of prayer and fasting. Uh, we had connection with some churches in Mexico that are also doing the same thing. So kind of the Tuesday prayer and fasting theme uh, was resonating. And so something our Emmaus City leadership wanted to step into and also invite anyone connected with Emmaus City uh, to join in on Tuesdays. And so you guys set a good foundation for that. Uh, had something that I received in my inbox after signing up for it uh, early Tuesday mornings. And so then I would attach it to, um, you know, the emails that would go out to anybody connected with the Mayas City. And um, when Brian asked about, you know, considering writing, um, it was an honor and it was something that I wanted to take time praying about. Um, but really, probably in the last three or four years, um, and continuing to heighten as time goes on was this connection to the Psalms from spending time, uh, not only with um, some Benedictine monks at the Abbey of the Genesee. Some people might be familiar with that Abbey because uh, Henry Nouwen wrote a book called the Genesee Diary that are kind of his reflections of his time there. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but in the Benedictine tradition, um, you go through all 150 Psalms every week. And so to step into that space and to see their days ordered by that was uh, was really telling, um, not only in terms of just a posture of prayer, but also this kind of beautiful combination of ancient and like immediate and fresh of uh, something eternal and yet something, you know, right now, as well as personal and communal and all the emotions the Psalms draw out of us. And uh, so to be framed in that was uh, was pretty amazing. And there's an organization called Cultivate Renewal that's actually based uh, near where you guys are uh, in Kansas City. And uh, it's something that I've been able to do twice with Kevin Scuddy, who helps lead that. But to step into the Abbey with people from the U.S. and Canada and uh, a minister named Kevin Adams, who's from California, would come out and actually like would lead us through these group times in the Psalms where he would do a call and response or he would say it, we repeat it after him. And, uh, and people from different traditions of Christianity um, would be able to step into that space and not have to have it memorized for themselves. But um, yeah, there was just kind of this wonderful invitational thing going on. And uh, each person could speak to how it's shaping them in different ways, depending on how they're entering in. Um, but all that to say, to, to be able to have this opportunity was something where I was like, well, um, yeah, why not start with the Psalms? I'm sure I'll learn something plenty of things along the way. And then let's see if it blesses our sisters and brothers uh, who are connected with you all uh, in the area. Yeah. So you sent me uh, quite a bit of information in an email. We're prepping for this. I kind of want to just hit some of that stuff and then maybe end our time today with one, sending people to 
the webpage to grab the the prayer guide. Um, mm. But then also maybe just ways to enter into that in the right space, right heart space, head space. Uh, maybe just a little practical coaching around that for people that do listen to podcasts and happen to listen to this before they spend that time in prayer. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, just starting with some of the stuff in, in this email, some of these notes talking about Psalms and the life of Jesus in the early church, like what kind of impact has that had on you and your thoughts around that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, years ago, one of the first things was just seeing how much in Jesus's most challenging moments in his humanity, uh, as well as in his divinity, like to see him on the cross and he's quoting the Psalms in relationship to like this, mm. you know, most of his spoken words are coming from the Psalms. And to, in one sense, see that as a prayer. And then in another sense, see it as a song and, and a confrontation with evil and darkness. Um, yeah, I think that that's one where we can all go. It's like, wow, uh, when we see the profound statement of my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then realize like that's a Psalm by David in Psalm 22. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but, you know, when a Psalm's quoted in scripture, uh, the Jewish people wouldn't just think of that phrase. Cause I mean, their Psalms, they thought of the whole Psalm. They didn't break it down into these verses. And mm-hmm. so to go through all Psalm 22 and to kind of get to the end of it, uh, it has all these glimmers or glimpses of what's going on with Jesus on the cross, but then it talks about what the Lord will complete. So even in that moment, like it's like, wow, uh, Jesus is declaring something that uh, is so intense and so mysterious. And yet if he has the whole psalm in mind, um, it's like he's going through his own J curve of desolation to consolation and like the Lord's going to bring this to completion. Um, but yeah, we can see... Um, One of the things I sent Brian was just that in the New Testament, the Psalms are quoted almost 200 times. So you get that framework of like, wow, these are saturating. Uh, Jesus is often using them when, um, you know, he's with the teachers of the law. uh, If he's speaking a sermon, um, if he's predicting something uh, with his disciples. um, Yeah, there's just lots of these key moments that you kind of see it. And then, of course, when you get into the New Testament later on, as the church begins to grow, um, you know, Paul's urging the church to be faithful, to teach one another with Psalms, uh, or to, uh, to do it in terms of like the work of the Holy Spirit being connected to the Psalms. Um, and, uh, and there's even allusions to the Psalms throughout the letter to the Romans that, you know, you could hit up probably 10 to 12 different Psalms that are actually being alluded to in that letter. So those were just some of the instances, um, that were being pointed out. And, uh, if somebody's like, hey, like, I'd love to to go into this a little bit more. There's a great book by a guy named David Taylor called Open and Unafraid. And uh, for some people that love to see videos with Eugene Peterson or Bono or both, he's the guy that hosted that video. Ooh. So for yep. some people, they, they saw a video a few years ago before Eugene Peterson passed away. And it's Bono coming to Montana yeah. to sit with Eugene Peterson to talk about the Psalms. And David Taylor was the one that kind of helped host that. You haven't seen that? I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, it's so rich. It's very intriguing. Hello, Mr. Peterson. I can't do that accent, but like the way he talks, <laughs> he says Mr. Peterson, and then he calls him Eugene. It's like... I don't know. It's just the the. I love that that was your major takeaway. Of that no, episode. no, no. It's just the. I I just rewatched it again this morning because yeah. we were prepping for this, and uh, Sully was sending me stuff, and it's like, oh man, this mm-hmm. the the richness of Bono as a musician and the way that he's talking about writing a song, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just to quote the video that you sent me, the goodness of it was like 
the guy was like, if you had to summarize one thing you learned about God reading the Psalms, what is mm. it? And he, he goes one sentence. And uh, Bono's like, bro, I'm Irish. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do <laughs> it's like, one. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. But one thing you learn about God from reading the Psalms, and he goes, he listens. He goes, one thing you learn mm. about yourself from reading the Psalms, I don't listen enough. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, know. it was amazing and poetic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he talks about like all songwriters should like read the Psalms in the way that that they're mm. composed, and uh, you could probably speak more to it. Yeah, because I mean, if I'm if I remember right, like even the the people of God didn't just recite the Psalms, right? They like they like sang them, right? They was just yeah. a, it was a I'm just, I mean, I'm touching back in some old memory here, so maybe you can speak on that more, but just more than just, hey, here's some information. There's just so much soul. There's there's so much life and emotion that comes into a psalm that's maybe different than, you know, writing, uh, reading a book about history or whatever, like even, or even a gospel, right? I mean, I'd love to hear you touch on that. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, that's the beauty of the psalms kind of touching on, all the human emotions um yeah and that they're an invitation to step into the people of god's emotions and the invitation of god himself that we can talk to him with all of ourselves mm. i mean there's no hiding Amen. what someone's going through in the psalms whether it's anger fear sadness yeah. you know grief joy expectation peace like all those things are there uh, and beautifully displayed in the Psalms personally, but then from a communal standpoint, I mean, you have the Psalms of Ascent, um, which, you know, Peterson wrote a long obedience and each chapter is based on a Psalm of Ascent. And those were the Psalms that the people of God would sing together as they were going to the temple. And part of that again was remembering what they had gone through, you know, having confidence in the Lord. And then at the same time, crying out to God and needing him to move in a way that only he can. And so, um, yeah, there's just kind of these these beautiful things that are going on with a psalm in which it can be a personal prayer, but oftentimes it's an invitation to do it among the congregation. It's an invitation to do it in the house of God. It's an invitation to, you know, see how the people are being formed, uh, not just you uh, by yourself. And and uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot of things I think we could touch on there. Um, That's rich. That's good. But it's just. There's a, yeah. I, I'm going to take us a different direction, then we need to come back to Psalm 8, probably. I told you like 15 to 20 minutes, and we're at 15. I don't, if you have to go, just like wave your hand or something. Stop. <laughs> no worries. But I've I read this book recently called Color Courageous Discipleship. Um, it's, mm. it's Follow Jesus, Dismantle Racism, Build Beloved Community, uh, Michelle Sanchez. So for those listening here at the, the first Tuesday of the year, and you're like, I've committed to reading more. We've already dropped quite a bit out there for you to begin to digest. Um, but she talks later in the book about praying in the raw. And she talks about the gift of personal lament. Our relationship with God deepens as we increasingly allow ourselves to bring our pain to him, unprocessed, real, and raw. And then to jump down, she talks about lament is how we infuse our pain with redemptive possibility. Lament is God's invitation for us to be honest with him and ultimately to trust him with our pain. Then she says the book of Psalms is the disciples' prayer book, Mm -hmm. teaching us what it means to pray in the raw. While most of the Bible is God's word directed to us, the book of Psalms is our word directed at God. 
that shows us what it looks like to bring the full range of human emotion to God. Yeah. And, and she talks about all of the different places, but she specifically speaks of lament um, being in this space of one of the things that we just don't do enough. Now, I know the psalm that we're looking at today is Psalm 8 is not a psalm of lament, mm-hmm. um, but the richness that is there. And, and just, I mean, this podcast is about setting up the year, uh, but she just talks about the grace of corporate lament and how th- this is good. Most of the songs in our I'm, I'm trying to say songs. <laughs> I, was, I was stuck on psalms. Most of the songs reflect themes of praise, like, oh, happy day, glorious day, marvelous light, how great is our light, victory in Jesus. And the, her point was like in the contemporary church, we only just do the praise piece. Right. But yet most yes. of the psalms are the lament and like the sharing of the pain and the raw emotion. Right. So I just wanted yeah. to kick that over to you. No, I think that's, uh, it's so key. Um, Dr. Soon Chan Ra also said, you know, if we looked at CCM's top songs, he tried to do an index of like a hundred a few years ago. And he's like, it's like maybe five could be laments. And he was given a very broad swath in terms of like something saying sad was like, like okay, we'll count that. You know, that type of thing. So, uh, huh. But, um, Interesting. but yeah, to compliment what you just read, uh, Brian, something that David Taylor says in his book, Open Unafraid, the Psalms is a Guide to Life. He's like, you know, these are the prayers that have been handed down from generation to generation. Uh, and so we've seen it in the, you know, Eastern Orthodox, Roman Catholic, Anglican, Presbyterian, Methodist, Pentecostal, you know, plenty of others. But it's just like, it's this incredible invitation into history because the people of God have suffered and yet still written songs. Um, and and so not only to be able to... Um, you know, welcome in the sadness, know that the God, I mean, we learn from the Psalms that God draws near the brokenhearted. I think that's in Psalm 34. So, I mean, we have this aspect where it's like, well, a way to experience that is to write a song in which you pour out your broken heart. And mm-hmm. in the midst of writing and then singing it, you experience the God who draws near in that moment. And, and we're doing this podcast at the beginning of the year, but uh, recording it in Advent and Fleming mm-hmm. Rutledge says Advent begins in the dark and what better place mm-hmm. to begin in the dark is a song that cries out in the dark, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Oh. And, uh, oh, I just got chills. Seriously, <laughs> me too, man. That's so worshipful, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm. We just, we, that's always, I, we did our Christmas gathering uh, just this past week. And uh, I started with that, actually. It was like, I read from Malachi and said, you know, I was like, there, then there's 400 years of silence. Now, I don't know if Malachi was like the last one to write. I don't, I suppose, I, whatever. There's 400 years, though, between the end of the Old Testament prophets and then John coming. And I said that. It's like, it's weird. This is such a weird song to sing. It's so, it's in a minor key. Oh, come, oh, come. And then when you sing Rejoice, it still sounds low. But it's like, you have to cry this out before you can cry out anything else. And... Sorry, I, I took that sideways. But anyway, I'm going to read no, great. what you sent to me as well. Psalms as a way to hear from God, talk to God, and live with God in the world. So this is from that book yeah. that you're mentioning. A psalm drives away demons, summons the help of angels, furnishes arms against nightly terrors, gives respite from daily toil. To little children it is safety, to men in their prime and adornment, to the old a solace, to women their most fitting ornament. It peoples solitudes. It brings agreement to marketplaces. 
to novices, it is a beginning, to those who are advancing, an increase, to those who are concluding, a confirmation. A psalm is the voice of the church. Oh, that's from St. Basil the Great. Yeah. I mean, that's rich. I mean, which is a great segue, Brian, because O Come, O Come, Emmanuel was written by monks in the 800s and then translated later. So yeah. we're, we're, <laughs> reading, we're rooting ourselves in the very first thousand years of the church. Man, I just hope that for those listening, that we'll go get this prayer guide and that we'll do this journey. Like, I hope this is a like a really encouraging setup. There's such, we're, we're not going to, in fact, I'm, our goal is to interview Sully a few more times this year through this process. So I hope that you'll kind of like take the year long journey. Like most of the time we're sitting in January going, how am I going to be better over the next 30 days? How am I going to commit to this diet? How am I going to, it's like commit to just once a month praying in the Psalms with us. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm just so looking forward to this year long experience to see how these things, you know, how Jesus weaves them together. And I have this expectation, um, that they're going to hit at like, I don't know how to say the right time, yeah. but like they're going to collide yeah. mm-hmm. with moments in the life of the underground or Emmaus city or whoever else yeah. is praying with us. And I have this anticipation that we're going to get to these first Tuesdays and go, thank you, Jesus, for this divine yeah. sort of orchestration of where we're headed. So let's take, um, let's take the last just few minutes here and turn to Psalm 8. Uh, this we've got a big long setup of what we're doing for the year, but just in today, Psalm eight. Why why Psalm eight to begin with, and maybe the posture that we should enter into this prayer time with. Yeah. So um, again, touching on something that may be unfamiliar uh, for some of our listeners, but uh, the framework for doing these psalms is this is a psalm that the church around the world is actually going to be in. So I'm pulling the psalms that week from the lectionary. And again, if this is the word that's unfamiliar, it would just be uh, the lectionary brings together a reading often from a prophet as well as a psalm, a reading from the New Testament and a gospel. And it's a framework for some in the church that that's what they're going to be reading, uh, you know, each weekend. And so it connects people around the world. And so for me, it was like, well, let's step into uh, what's the psalm for January 1st. Um, This will come out on uh, January 3rd, that Tuesday, but that was Psalm 8. And and I did that um, last year. The prophetic passage in Jeremiah, which was in Jeremiah 31, verses 7 through 14, shaped my 2022 in all sorts of dynamic ways. So I'm bringing a little bit of the personal. And then I was like, well, God, you really use that in an amazing way for me in terms of looking at an empty space and Jeremiah seeing abundance, even though there's nothing in Jeremiah's life that should have seen abundance. And he's right. trusting God with his word. And so I wanted to come like, well, what's the psalm then if we're going to start out this way? And uh, I just love Psalm 8 is this. It's about God's majesty. You know, it's about the psalmist in so many ways is looking at uh, God in such a dynamic way. And then basically comes to this place. But if you are all this, then why be mindful of me? Mm-hmm. And so it's this incredible worship of who God is. And yet in the infinite aspect of God, he's also, you know, intimate. He's imminent in his closeness. And uh, and I think a lot of us need that for 2023. There's probably a reason why, uh, you know, the lectionary is framed in this way for the global church that's connected across some traditions, but then also for us uh, in Worcester and in Kansas City with uh, Casey Underground and Emmaus City. Um, yeah, there's probably something personal as well as profound for us there too. Yeah. 
You got anything, Corey? You had your Bible open, just reading the Psalms, just prepping yourself I'm, I'm for reading, it. I'm reading some Psalms. I've been hearing cool things. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I got nothing, man. It's good stuff. Um, all right. So, yeah, just last thing as we enter into, like, the prayer and we're reading through this guide. Is there any sort of, like, uh, encouragement, um, instruction, suggestions? Um, yeah, I think one thing that... I'm going to have uh, in these is I'm going to include probably the new international version. I may pull from another version for kind of a foundational, and then I'm also going to complement it with a message. So for those that like, you know, need a connection to something that's rooted maybe in their heart language, whether they grew up with the King James or the NIV or ESV, you know, feel free to read in that heart language Psalm. So we'll have a frame for something, uh, an invitation there. And then the message just the way Peterson tries to paraphrase in kind of the poetry of Hebrew is also another compliment to bring together some images as you read it. So uh, I would encourage you to read them out loud. That's one thing with the Psalms. So as you do this, even mm. if you're by yourself, yeah, um, read the Psalm out loud, because I think it's not just what you see. It's going to be what you hear. Yeah. Um, and it may be one verse in the Psalm. We're doing that Tuesday. It may be one word, but kind of ask God. Um, so Lord, like in the midst of the Psalm, um, you know, what was the psalmist feeling? What am I feeling right now? Doing a little examination, but then also like, is there a verse you're inviting me to sing right now? And I think the other side would be, is there a verse you're singing over me um, mm. to compliment how God sings over us? Um, so I think that those can be two frames of stepping into it. I think also to not only look at the personal, but the communal. So that'll be another side of the guys um, and kind of the Psalms invite us to it. But like, there's an aspect of what God is doing with us personally, but then how do we sing or pray this psalm over our community? And that could be our neighborhood. It could be our micro church people. Um, so yeah, kind of can giving that good um, internal and external uh, way of approaching the psalm too. And the guide will be set up with again a reading, a reflection, and then an invitation to pray into that. And uh, and the posture of it will be to bring in some space for personal prayer as well as for um, kind of focusing on the communal or external that it will lead us to. So, Cool. Solly, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Uh, so just for those listening, kcunderground.org forward slash prayer. Uh, you can get the prayer guide there for today. And then, again, once a month, the aim is for the first Tuesday through this year to come back to a psalm and together reflect in that, pray into that together, fast together those days. Uh, so we hope... We hope you'll take that that challenge, that invitation, and yeah, let's join and see what Jesus does with this. Thanks for listening to the Underground Podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.